I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. What's up, everyone? Are you super excited to learn how to unfuck your brain? (laughs) We are going to take everything that's going on in that brain of yours, and I'm going to help you become aware of it, make sense of it, understand it, and if you want to, change it. I'm going to be teaching you a tool that is at the very core of everything that I teach in Think Yourself Slim. And of course, this is a tool that can be applied to any area of your life that's been messing with your brain, not just your weight loss, but If you've ever heard the name of my program and wondered, hmm, can I really think myself slim? This episode will clarify exactly how that's possible for you. For most of you listening in, I know this isn't the first time that you've been looking for a proven way to lose weight. And let me guess, you've come across lots and lots of people who promised you results that never materialized and that instead kind of made you feel like you were losing your mind. (laughs) So it's no wonder you question whether anything out there even actually works. Look, I want you to be successful. I really do. And that's why I'm going to give you the best of what I have right here on this podcast and specifically in this episode. So you can start to coach yourself using this one simple tool that I'm going to teach you today. It's a simple tool, but at the beginning, you're going to be overwhelmed by the complexity of its simplicity. And that's a good thing because it means that you're learning and that your awareness is increasing. And awareness is kind of like this muscle. And that's the goal of this tool. So think of any initial overwhelm as that muscle burn that hurts so good because you know it's making you stronger. The tool can be used in many different ways, but today I'm going to give you a general overview and a rundown of how you can start applying it to work through the swirl of negative emotions, all the fucked upness (laughs) that interferes with your ability to take action consistently towards your goal or even often to get yourself started. A lot of you are feeling like the way that you have to approach things is is making you miserable. And so I want to give you this tool so that you see that there is a better way. If you start to use it to train your mind as much as you're behind, (laughs) not only will it blow your mind, it will allow you to break out of old patterns and lose weight without losing your mind or create whatever goal it is that you're pursuing right now without feeling like you're going a little cray cray. Pretty cool, right? (laughs) So you have nothing to lose except the weight and let's dive in. There are so many people that I work with and talk with on a daily basis who share these big projects and goals with me and they try and they try and they try, but they just can't seem to get themselves to take action on them or actually take action enough to actually see them through. And they want to know why They can't seem to bring themselves to exercise or why they can't stick to their diet or what's holding them back from doing that thing that they told themselves that they would be doing by now in their lives. And I think you'll be relieved to know that it all comes down to one thing. Now, the tool I'm going to teach you today is called the self-coaching model. It's not something that I came up with personally, so got to give credit where credit is due. (laughs) The model is something that I've been trained extensively in using by Brooke Castillo who is the creator of the model. She came up with this tool as a means of having a daily practice 
to coach herself through her own thinking. I think there's so much talk out there about working on our mindsets, right? But very often when you ask people how exactly they're working on their mindsets, they don't usually have a definite and targeted way of doing that. So that's what this tool is going to do for you. As we go through it, I wanted to give you a visual representation of the model. So you can pull that up by clicking through the link to a PDF worksheet in the show notes. The basic premise of the model is that there are circumstances in the world and in your life that you can't control. You can't control what happened in your past because it's already over. You can't control other people, even if you wish you could, (laughs) what they think, feel, and do. There's this whole dimension of reality that's outside of our control, outside of our direct control. But all of the other components of the model are entirely within your control. These include your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your results. Now, we often don't realize that we do have control over these things because we experience them as if they were happening to us, like a circumstance. For example, we could look at someone's behavior and just decide that they're mean, like that's a fact and everyone would agree with us. (laughs) So think about it this way. I want you to imagine that you're looking at the world through a window. You just think you're making observations about the world and you can spend your whole life looking through that window, staring through your own reflection without seeing it, right? That window also has another view. It's also a mirror. We miss how our experience of the world is usually not directly of the world itself, but rather of our perception of it. There's reality. And then there are our thoughts about reality. I like to say that our thoughts are like sliding glass doors. We regularly are bumping into them, but because we don't see them, we think that it's what's on the other side of the glass door that's causing us to feel how we feel. It feels like the world out there is causing how we feel. And that can feel kind of jarring, but really it's the thoughts that we're having about the world out there, about what we're experiencing in our lives. It's just that most of us aren't even aware of what we're thinking. We're not thinking about what we're thinking. We're just reacting to our thoughts without even knowing that they're there. You need to know this because our thoughts are always there and they are the reason we feel what we feel. A lot of people have resistance to even talking about their feelings because they think feelings are kind of mushy gushy, but feelings are the whole reason for every single thing you do. Everything you are currently doing and everything you are currently not doing (laughs) is because of an emotion. Everything you want in your life is because of how you believe that thing will make you feel or because of what you believe that thing will allow you to avoid feeling. Let me put it this way. Everything you do is driven by a motive to feel better. Most of us have no clue that this is actually what's happening. We tether our emotions to external things. We think those are the things that allow us to feel good in our lives or that are making us feel bad. And we're not taught how to manage our minds and our emotions, yet that is what's determining everything else about our lives, how we're experiencing our lives, which actions we're taking, and ultimately what our results will be. Our feelings are caused by our thoughts, but we're not taught how to think and feel on purpose. So if you want to understand why you haven't been taking the kind of action you want to be taking or why you keep taking an action that you don't actually want to be taking 
or why you haven't been able to follow through and create the results you want in your life. This is the one thing you need to understand and develop some skills around, which is what the model will do for you. The model gives you visibility on your mind and what you're thinking. It's also a window into your emotional life. From there, it's easier to understand why you're doing what you're doing. The actions you're taking or not taking are either producing the results you want in your life or not. So the breakdown of the model is that there are circumstances in our lives and in the world, and those circumstances can trigger thoughts for us. Those thoughts then produce the way that we feel and how we feel fuels the action that we're taking or discourages us from taking action, right? And ultimately the action that we're taking or not taking determines what our results will be. You can lay all of that out visually like an equation in a column by writing out C-T-F-A-R, circumstance, thought, feeling, actions, and result, right? And then you just go ahead and fill out that model, categorizing whatever you're experiencing, either into a circumstance, a thought, feeling, action, or result. So I'm going to give you a better idea of how to do that so you can see what you're currently thinking and how to change that thinking if you want to create a different result in your life. Most of us, when we want to change a result that we have in our lives, we want to do so immediately. That's why we're so drawn to the quick fix. This leads most of us to have a very narrow focus on the action that we're taking. We think we just need to take more action or different action or new action to create a different result and to feel the way that we want to feel or get out of the current emotion that we're experiencing. But what you now know is that our feelings are caused by our thoughts not by our results, not by our circumstances. If you feel like you keep creating the same results over and over and over, or if you're noticing that no matter what you end up changing in your life, eventually you end up feeling like something's missing or you feel the same, this is what you need to understand. If you try to change the action without changing the thought and the feeling driving that action, you're going to be up against a lot of inner resistance. You're going to have to willpower your way through And as I've gone on to talk about in previous episodes, willpower works until it doesn't. (laughs) That's why so many of you end up self-sabotaging. You cannot willpower your way into a change. You can't use the force of your own mind against itself. That will always be self-defeating. When it's you against you, you're not coming away from that a winner. (laughs) What you need to learn to do is to get your mind aligned with the action you want to be taking. Right? If you want to be losing weight, you need to get your mind working with your body instead of against it. Now, most of the time, when we go in there and we start examining our own thinking, we aren't able to recognize that what's going on in there is a choosable thought. We're not practiced watching our minds think. We're not used to separating ourselves out from the thoughts that we're having so that we can have a look at them. And partly that's because when something appears true to us or when something appears as an observation, we don't have the reflex to question it. What the model does is that it allows us to become the watcher of our minds. It allows you to take a mindful step back from the window that you're looking at your life through and recognize how your thinking is superimposed on reality. The way we experience the world is the mirror of what's going on in our own minds. And You can see the impact of your thinking when you take that step back. You can see the effect that's having on your life when you get some perspective over it. 
And when you get that awareness, then you can understand exactly why you're getting the results you're getting in your life. Then you'll know exactly what you need to change in order to change your results. And that's often not what you first think it is. So the model and coaching for that matter is just about becoming aware, aware of what's truly causing you to feel what you're feeling or to struggle with what you're struggling with. When you're really truly aware, then you don't need to force change. Awareness itself is the transformation. When someone points out your reflection in the window, you can't not see it. But a lot of the times, the cause of our problems is in a blind spot. We can't see ourselves reflected into our reality. But you are not your mind. You are not your reflection in the window. You are the one seeing it. So you can choose the relationship you're having to it when you recognize that you are separate from it, when you take that step back and gain some perspective over it. When you change the relationship you have to your mind, you'll change the lens through which you experience your life. Most of us just haven't reflected on the relationship we have to our thoughts and by extension, the relationship we have to our lives. If we just think about the relationship we have to our lives, whether it's making us happy or not unhappy, right? Not really how the relationship that we have to ourselves to our minds is impacting what our relationship to our lives will be. I do want to say that what happens when people first have a look at what's going on in their minds, (laughs) they're often a little taken aback by how negative it is in there, how overwhelming it can be, how many thoughts they're having, and they immediately want to change it. (laughs) Remember, we are highly motivated to move away from pain and to make ourselves feel better. But nothing has gone wrong and there's certainly nothing wrong with you. What you need to know is that our brains have what is called a negativity bias, which is this tendency to see and focus on the negative or whatever we perceive as a threat or a problem. As psychologist Rick Hansen likes to say, it's this quote that people come back to a lot, the mind is like Velcro for the negative experiences and Teflon for the positive ones. If you've never supervised your mind or directed your mind what to think, It's going to be like discovering that you are the parent to a rebellious teenager or to a toddler going through the terrible twos. (laughs) Initially, you'll find that your mind doesn't like to be told what to do. It doesn't like to be told what to think. It's stubborn. It would way rather you take a nap than go to the gym. And it can be a little overwhelming to parent it when it cries because it doesn't get what it wants. (laughs) It's normal that most of us don't want to deal with what's going on in our minds. But That really is the place that we need to step in if we want to be able to create change. When we manage our thoughts and manage our feelings like a loving parent, we can get the whole family on board with getting ourselves from where we are to where we want to be. Whole family road trip. It's much, much easier to change the action you're taking because you're not having to fight yourself every step of the way. Before you try to change it, you really need to get the impact of your thinking. Before you try to create an intentional model, an intentional way of thinking, you need to understand your current model, your current way of thinking. This is really, really important. Many of you will want to rush over this part, but it's kind of like when you get in an argument with someone and they don't really get it (laughs) and they don't acknowledge how they made you feel or any of what you're saying but they just want you to move past it. Your mind is like a person. 
It needs to feel seen, heard, and understood, especially, especially if you've been in conflict with it. When you slow down and focus on why you're in conflict with yourself and you understand why you've been resisting taking the action you want to be taking, then you'll be able to resolve things from the space of love and understanding, right, from the inside out, not trying to fix things from the outside in. And I often find that this results in a lot of laughter a lot of the time, because sometimes when we really see what's going on with us, really, really get it, it starts to appear kind of funny or ridiculous or silly. Kind of like when you're in the heat of an argument with someone that you care about and you both burst out laughing because you realize that the argument was completely ridiculous compared to how much you mean to each other or just in the grand scheme of things. Or kind of like when you're arguing and you realize that you're the one in the wrong, but you're like have so much momentum into trying to prove that you're right (laughs) that it's hard to slow down and you just burst out laughing. That's kind of what happens here. What happens is you start to see how what you are currently thinking is impacting what your results will be, how you are responsible for that, your part in it. And it, and this is huge, right? It can be extremely relieving to realize this because then you have the power to do something about it. Wouldn't you want to know that? I'm sure you would. So let me give you an example of how this plays out so you have some guidance as to how to fill out a model. Let's say you can't seem to get yourself to stop overeating. In that case, overeating is an action and you want to understand why you keep doing it. So you would write out the frame of your model, C-T-F-A-R, like an acronym in a vertical column. And you would put overeating in the A line of the model, in the action line. Remember that the reason we do anything is because of a feeling and that that feeling is being created by a thought. So think back to the last time you overate or to a specific time that you can recall doing that. And then ask yourself what you were feeling when you were overeating. Pick one emotion, the one that feels like the primary driver of your overeating. What I want to point out is that it's not hard to stop overeating. (laughs) You just stop. What's hard is dealing with the emotion when you stop. Same for any other behavior that you're doing that you want to stop but you can't seem to get yourself to stop that is the reason you haven't been able to stop yourself so you need to back it up and understand what the feeling is that has you going to the food or doing what you're doing maybe it's stress or anxiety or fatigue whatever it was in that situation and you want to pick just one emotion let's say it was stress then you can ask yourself okay why was i feeling stressed and that why question will reveal your thinking. That thought will be one sentence, one sentence that's running through your mind. For example, one of my clients is having the thought, I'm going to regret this. That made her feel guilty. So she would overeat because she would rationalize, well, I might as well enjoy this as much as I can right now, but she wouldn't even be able to enjoy it because she was just telling herself the whole time that she would regret it, which just proved to herself that she would regret it. It can seem totally illogical that we would prove ourselves right, (laughs) but we do this all the time. It's not that we are right. It's that we act in accordance to the assumption that we are. And usually we have a very good reason for this. If you take the time to understand that reason for what you're thinking and feeling, 
it will start to make sense that you have the result that you have. Of course you do when you think and feel that way. From the compassion that an aha triggers when you really get this, you can start to redirect your mind, redirect your thoughts and feelings more constructively. As you practice this, right, you have that worksheet in the show notes, or you could just write out a model on a sheet of paper or on a notepad. It will help you see that what you're thinking is generating your current behaviors and results. You can also use the model to understand why you're feeling the way you do, especially if you've been super stressed out or really stuck in an emotional spin and finding a hard time getting out of it. It will also help you understand why you're thinking of a certain circumstance in your life as a problem. And that ability to see how you're interpreting things, what you're making things mean, will allow you to create some shifts there to have more power over the situation. Right, That lens of interpretation is so empowering to realize that we have. Anything that's going on in your life can be categorized as either a circumstance, a thought, a feeling, an action, or a result. So right after this episode, I want you to do one model. Identify one action that you keep taking that you want to change and go put that in the A line, in the action line, and practice filling out the rest of the model. What I want you to get from this is that you can't change your thinking until you understand it. Give yourself that chance. It can be extremely relieving and just this big release of pressure when you see a thought as a thought. It instantly gives you your power back to do something about it. It gives you that feeling of agency. In order to have the wisdom to change, you need the awareness of what to change of what needs to change. This isn't something that's once and done. Awareness is a practice, something you have to continue to cultivate. And you need to be kind to your mind and patient with yourself as you do this. But by shifting your thoughts, by opening that window and enlarging the perspective you have over what you're doing in your life, you'll create a new experience for yourself. And when you shift the experience, that's what builds on itself. That's what creates momentum to create new results. If you're in a hurry and you just want to fix everything and feel better right away without understanding your current thinking, you'll blur that awareness. Maybe you'll be seeing what you need to see, but you won't be owning how you're the one creating it yet. So you won't be able to change it, at least not yet. And think yourself slim. This is what my clients learn to do. They learn to separate what they can control from what they can't. And this allows them to redirect the energy that they were directing towards what they couldn't control back towards what they can control. The better they get at owning what they're thinking, feeling, and doing, that self-accountability that comes in, the better they get at that. And owning how what they're thinking, feeling, and doing is creating their current results, the better they get at changing what those results will be. The better they get at creating the life they really want and a body they really love. We're going to be exploring different uses of the model and how you can use it to change your thinking and reverse engineer the results you want to create in upcoming episodes of the podcast. But for now, I just want the goal to be awareness. Awareness is what creates the change. 
Awareness catalyzes the change. So step one is just to see what you're thinking and to become curious. Ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? If you're overeating and you want to stop, don't just try to stop. Understand why you're overeating in the first place. Figure out the cause and you'll recognize that the answer will always be a thought-feeling combination. When you solve the cause, the hardest part, (laughs) it makes resolving the behaviors that you're doing, changing the results so much easier. This is a key part of the work that I do with my clients. We dig in and we get to work on creating awareness around the cause and solving for that. It's much easier to change a behavior or a result when you understand what's causing it. What I want to leave you with is just the reminder that whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. As my friend Oliver Day says, decide. More of the same or something better. Decide. Know that you can redecide everything and anything about yourself or about your life at any moment. That is your freedom and your choice. You just have to see it. And for that, now you have the model. Take care, sending you good energy, big smiles as always. Talk to you again very soon. Hey, if you're ready to train your mind as much as you're behind, sign up for the Genius Body. It's my free course, and it's been known to help people just like you start losing some weight starting today. So click on that link in the show notes and let's start a transformation today.